An Eye for an Eye podcast contains subject matters that many may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to your favorite very, very special podcast from Murderly Network. We are Eye for an Eye. Eye for an Eye! And we are here talking with you whether or not we believe the punishment fits the crime. I'm here with my co-host, Big Papa Matt, LeBron James. Hello. <laughs> LeBron. And I am your other host, Lisa. Hello. My accent drastically changed. Hello, hello. And we welcome you back. We're excited to have you here with us. If you don't know who we are, <laughs> take a listen, then give us five stars, because we want those stars. We need it. <laughs> um, but we love having you here with us. I'm glad you've come back to check in. If you haven't already, go check out our Patreon page. If you're feeling a little generous, make a little bit of a donation. Dude, give us a shot. Give us just one little shot. We send you some stickers and shit. And we have a new series for our Patreon supporters. And by the time this comes out, it will definitely be out. Um, You're going to love it. It's great. It's a new series. Opens up what we can do on the show. We love it. You'll love it. And it's for Patreons only. So you give us support. We support you right back. With as little as a dollar for a month. A dollar a month is three cents a day. It's please, not bad. Please help us. We're poor. It's not bad. No, it's not. Really? And we have a lot of very loyal and faithful Patreon supporters that we love and we've announced on the show. We'll continue to announce them as they roll on in. So, we're proud and we love you guys. Let's get into today's case. Sounds good to me, Lise. So, today's case, Matt, is like a theme we have going, kind of. Um, we're going to cover more cases like this. We're going to, um, yeah, this is just going to, we're going to cover a lot of cases like this. All of them are a little bit different from each other, so that makes it interesting to talk about each one, obviously, separately, instead of doing one giant mashup case. Yes. So today, Matt, we're talking about the cannibal cop, Gilberto Valle. Gilberto Valle. that stunned the nation. A New York City police officer taken into custody after sharing disgusting fantasies about murdering his wife and then cannibalizing her. His conviction for conspiracy to kidnap was later overturned and he was freed from prison. Now, stripped of his badge, he's speaking out in this chilling exclusive interview with our Diane McInerney. He's known as the cannibal cop, the police officer whose disturbing fantasies about cooking and eating women made front page news. A New York City police officer has been arrested in a failed plot to kidnap dozens of women, cook them, and then eat them. Gil Valley was busted when his wife found out he was visiting a sick online chat room in which he described a plot to kidnap, kill her, and eat her like a cannibal. So... Gilberto Valle was born April 14, 1984, in the lovely Queens, New York. He attended the University of Maryland, graduating in 2006 with a degree in psychology. He then joined the New York City Police Department in 2006 and was assigned to the 26th Precinct in Morningside Heights, Manhattan. 27th Precinct was where they had law and order, just so we uh, are making that up. Uh, that's Sports Center. It's well, goodbye. It's dun dun. Wait. Dun dun. Is it just dun 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 dun
people just know the facts of the case. We always have sources, and they are always listed on our new website, eyeforeyepod.com. I'm barely a human being, so (laughs) I don't claim anything. (laughs) However, I will tell you that Gilberto Valle, 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 married Kathleen Cook Mangan, whom he met on the dating website OKCupid okay in 2010. I love that you just read it that way. OKCupid. Okay, OKCupid. <laughs> okay, OKCupid. Okay, I see you, Cupid. I see you, Cupid. You're setting people up. OKCupid. Okay, <laughs> in 2010 in Spokane, Washington. So they met via OKCupid okay, in Spokane and had a daughter born in early 2012. Yeah, so they had a cute little relationship going by all accounts. It was normal. He was a loving husband and father and was great for the most part. Um, and all seemed well. Yeah, by all accounts, he was your average day-to-day dude. Average Joe, day-to-day man, you know. Um, he works long, hard hours, like most. He's, he's a good man, this guy. He was a good man, and he was a caring husband, a loving father, and he took his duties to his community as a police officer seriously. By day, he would protect and serve, but by night, when he got home from work, from his duties of being a police officer, protecting and serving his city, things became a bit different. This is when he became, quote, girl meat hunter, end quote. Very odd. How big is your oven? Big enough to fit one of these girdles. If I folded their legs, the abduction will have to be flawless. I know all of them, victim one. I can just show up at her home unannounced. It will not alert her and I can knock her out. Wait until dark and kidnap her right out of her home. You really would be better to grab a stranger. The first thing the police force will do is check out a friend. Her family is out of state. I have anesthetic gases. I can make chloroform here. It's really hard to dislocate lock a jaw. Also, how would we put her over the fire? Spitting kills the girl. Have to put her into a kind of cage. What is your favorite cut of me? I was thinking of typing her body onto some kind of apparatus. Cook her over a low heat. Keep her alive as long as possible. I love that she is asleep right now not having the slightest clue of what we have planned. Her days are numbered. I'm glad you are on board. She does look tasty, doesn't she? You do know if we don't waste any of her there is nearly 75 pounds of food there. Have you got a recipe for chloroform? I found a website a couple of nights ago. Let me see if I can get it again. So, Matt, as you heard from that little conversation, Gilberto had a dark side. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way of going with that. So, when he would get home from his police duties around midnight, his wife would be asleep and he would log on to a website called darkfetishnet.com. Now, Gilberto's profile did say, I like... Quote, I like to press the envelope, but on, oh, I like to press the envelope, but no matter what I say, it's all fantasy. So he did say that on his website. Now, this is a website, darkfetishnet.com, is a website for people with hardcore fetishes, such as bondage, cannibalism, vor, which is like you like watching people be eaten, or you like the idea of being eaten, 
just seeing, eating, whatever. Torture, castration, pissing, shitting, slavery, leather, executions, mummification. What? Somnophilia and rape fantasies. I have no idea what somnophilia is, and I don't even want to look it up because I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So pretty much anything anyone could imagine, especially the more deviant fetishes, um, the paraphilias, that's what this website is for, a forum for all these people to go and kind of discuss their fetishes in a safe environment. Now, the Dark Fetish Network was a place Valet could go to openly discuss his paraphilia with like-minded individuals without judgment or disdain, which is kind of what I was talking about, you know. And we'll go over what we think about that coming up. And that's exactly what he did. He joined various forums and chat rooms, and he would detail his fantasies to kidnap, rape, murder, and eat women. However, Matt, Valet took his fantasy one step further. And this is what we'll really have to discuss when we get into eye for an eye. He would post pictures of real women that he knew, including his wife, onto this dark fantasy net forum. Mm. So think about that. Like he is literally showing real people their real like info to people with these fantasies. Mm. Not knowing what the intentions are of the person on the other side of the screen. They might go and see them or not. So Joining, um, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> so what was the name of the album he put these pictures in, you ask? Well, Matt, it was called Cook Them or Kill Them, end quote. What? Yeah. So okay. there, users of this site. Where do you have this album in his house? On this fetish net. It was like uh, an online album with these pictures. Oh, I thought, I thought for some reason it was tangible, but oh, okay, no, go no, ahead. no, no. I don't think he was that stupid. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. So there, in this album, users of the site would describe to Valet the the way they would want to kill the women he knew, including his wife, and whether or not they wanted to eat the women as well. Kind of like a more disturbing version of hot or not hot. Hot or not. What is it called? Hot or not? Hot or not. It was kind of like a more disturbing version of that, like kill or cook them. Ew. He would often chat one-on-one with other users of the website, again, about specific women that he would like to act out his horrific fantasies on, so people he knew. Now, one specific woman that came up often in the police reports that he discussed was often a woman named, quote, Kimberly, which we'll get into in a bit down the road. Valley's wife, Kathleen, noticed one day that her husband was spending a lot of time on the computer Upon his return home from work. Well, that's my question. He's getting home at midnight. She's already asleep, right? But she doesn't realize that he's not coming to bed till no, she what started time? To like, yeah, I mean, honestly. She's, she's the reason this all went to hell for him real quick. Yeah. Because she, she did start to realize. And she's, like any, like, you know, woman thinks, is he started being less and less affectionate towards her. He was spending more and more time on the computer away from her. Because he's trying to eat your ass. <laughs> Literally, though. Literally, though. <laughs> So, she did notice that, though, Matt. She did realize that he wasn't coming to bed with her when he got home. He wasn't being very affectionate. And she believed, like any sane person, that he was just cheating on her. He believed that she was he was seeing another woman or chatting online with someone that he was, you know, wanting to have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone, woman or man, can empathize with that. And the first thought, you know, again, was that Gilberto was having an affair. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that would have probably been one of my first thoughts, too. But mm-hmm. 
same time on the internet it's just weird it's like right the internet can be a dark place dude well kathleen decided it was time to find out once and for all why her husband was spending more and more time away from her and glued to his computer screen little did she know it would be more and more horrific than anything she could have ever imagined so what she did meant she's genius though um, it's scary to think, oh, and we'll go over this because this is all kind of like speculation type of stuff. So she did install spyware onto his computer and anxiously waited. Now, the way the spyware worked is like every like 10 minutes or so when there was activity on the computer, it would like send a screenshot of the screen to her phone. Mm. So she checked to see what the spyware had dug up on the man she adored and she never could prepare herself for the thing she saw Matt. What she saw was photos of herself as well as other women that she knew and she read about plans to kill them, to torture them, and to eat them. Posted by other people and then the picture shared by her husband. Oh my God. Like imagine her husband posted these pictures of her and said like, what do you want to do to her? And these people like cook her over a fucking fire and put her in the oven and bite her legs off. Like I don't know what they were saying, but whatever it is, that's all. Wow fucked up like there's one like well like i said it's hard to talk about it because i want to go over it an eye for an eye but that is a huge a huge part of it and so immediately thank goodness she left and she ran to her home um her family home with her baby in tow so she made sure to get the fuck out of there fast smart woman right now he did try to explain to her that it was just fantasy and it was just what turned him on first of all that's still to me like that only goes so far the day that like my spouse says to me i'm turned on by the thought of eating someone is the day i'm sorry i can't i'm sorry you i can't my spouse uh, yeah i can't fuck around with that stuff uh-uh i understand there's a level of shame and it's something that they can't help it's like mental but uh-uh nope 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 like when we talked to lee regarding necrophilia he was saying you know there's always um a triggering event and I understand that, and that's why I understand it's not, like, something that they choose. Like, no one wants to choose to be turned on by the idea of someone being fucking roasted alive. True. But... But it's not something we can... Keep that shit away from me. It's not something we can also let become commonplace just because it's not something people can choose. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, oh, or that's, like, that's got to be said, too. I mean, yeah. yes, it's not a choice, but it also can't... Not everything that's not a choice should be accepted, either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Like I said, he was trying to explain to her it was just fantasy and it was just what turned him on. But how do you explain something like that? How do you tell your wife you get off by the thought of her being tortured, killed, and eaten? How do you even say that? It's disgusting. So she immediately went to the FBI with the screen grabs that she had, fearful that her husband actually wanted to carve her up and eat her, as well as a whole bunch of other women. So not long after she went to the FBI, Gilberto was greeted at gunpoint by six FBI agents. He was immediately taken in for questioning where he was subsequently arrested and denied bail. Now he would not see the outside of a jail cell for the next 21 months, Matt. So Matt, tell us what the investigation was like. Tell us all about it. Because it was a doozy. Well... On Gilbert's computer, the investigators found his Google search history, and it was, as you can imagine, Lisa, fucking terrifying. Uh, this guy apparently wasn't very good at clearing his search history up. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm also a little 
distracted by the fact that he was spending the most of his time talking about how to cook and eat people. So he, you know, he, he delved into what you'd actually have to do here. He Googled things such as how to prepare human meat, where to get huge cooking trays. He wants to be prepared. Yeah, huge. I love how he uses. How to cook a woman alive. Because that's on the internet. Is that scary that they're like, like he Googled that and actually found results? I don't want to know what he found. They also recovered a document alluding back to the victim, Kimberly, he spoke most about. The document was titled, Abducting and Cooking Kimberly, a Blueprint, (laughs) which contained her name, date of birth, height, weight, and bra size, and further within were numerous graphics chat numerous graphic chat transcripts that involved detailed plans for her abduction, including a list of materials that would be needed. And this is how it was written. This is how it was written. This is great. Car. I have it. Chloroform. Refer to website for direction. Rope. Strongest kind to tie her up. That's it. That's what he needed. A list of materials. And he even like went as so far as saying like what he already had, what he needed, what he how he would get it. I mean, the guy's an idiot if we're not being. Right? It's just like what? Yeah, I don't know. So the FBI went even so far as to allege that Valet met one of his potential victims for lunch but did not follow through with the acts he discussed in his electronic communications for whatever reason. So here are some more of the communications in part. So on July 19, 2012, How was your meal? I am meeting her Sunday. Now, the FBI did contact victim one on October 1st, 2012, and she confirmed that on or about July 22nd, 2012, she did meet Valet for lunch at a restaurant. So this was a different chat with a different online user. Online user CC2 is what they call them in the police transcripts, which I read over 400 pages of transcripts regarding another victim, victim 2. So it wasn't about uh, that same victim anymore. So this was February 28, 2012. And also about the price, would you do a payment plan or fill up front? Full payment to a delivery. Just so that you know she may be knocked out when I get her to you. I don't know how long the solvent I am using will last, but I have to knock her out to get her out of her apartment safely. I definitely want her and how much again. I'm sorry to ask, but I don't remember. 5,000 and she's all yours. Could we do four? I am putting my neck on the line here. If something goes wrong somehow, I am in deep shit. Dollar 5k and you need to make sure that she is not found. She will definitely make the news. It is going to be so hard to restrain myself when I knock her out, but I am aspiring to be a professional kidnapper and that's business. But I will really get off on knocking her out, tying up her hands and bare feet and gagging her. The she will be stuffed into a large piece of luggage and wheeled out to my van. Just make sure she doesn't die before I get her. No need to worry. She will be alive. It's a short drive to you. I think I would rather not get involved in the rape. You paid for her. She is all yours and I don't want to be tempted the next time I abduct a girl. I understand. Also, is there anything I can't raid you that might knock down the price a bit? No, nothing at all. 
Like I said, this is very risky and will ruin my life if I am caught. I really need the money and I can't take under 5,000 for victim 2. So surprising absolutely no one, this horrifying and bizarre case of the New York City cannibal cop became the headline of every paper and the breaking news of every news station. So Matt, let's get into his first trial. So of course, they had all these chat transcripts, pictures of real women, blueprints, but Matt, what dangled over the heads of everybody was, um, well, we'll get into it. So Valet faced a maximum of life in prison for the conspiracy charge and a maximum of five years for accessing the Federal National Crime Information Center database without authorization. Remember, he was a policeman. He got these people's contacts and info from the police database. And he shared them online with these other people. So the goal for the prosecution was to find that Valet and his co-conspirators entered into a genuine agreement to kidnap certain women and had the specific intent to actually kidnap these women. So this is where the prosecution found that they had a bit of uh, a sticky situation on their hands. You would you would think it'd be a bit easy, but, you know, unfortunately it's not. So Valet's wife testified against him during trial. And throughout the trial, Valet claimed that the chat room communications were mere fantasy and that he had no intention of actually acting on these thoughts. So the government determined that Valet had discussed kidnapping, torturing, raping, murdering, and cannibalizing women with at least 24 different individuals. However, he conceded that 21 of these individuals were just taking part in fantasy roleplay, while the remaining three, which are some of the chats read, but I don't know who is who because it doesn't really detail it in the transcripts, it's Van Heist, Ali Khan, and Moody Blues. And those chats reflected a real kidnapping conspiracy. Though the chats with all 24 people were indistinguishable and all involved discussions about, about photos of women Valet really knew, dates for planned kidnappings, prices Valet would charge for kidnapping these women, surveillance Valet conducted of these women, the use of chloroform to incapacitate victims, acts of sexual violence that would be perpetrated on these women, and fantastical elements such as human-sized ovens and rotisseries, and the construction of soundproof basements and pulley apparatuses that would be used for torture. Originally, he was found guilty of all of these charges, March 2013. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it, though. So, we're going to take a little closer look, though. So, he was found guilty of all charges in March 2013, but investigators spent a great deal of time and effort researching into Gilberto's deviant fetish, but one thing set this case apart from other well-known cannibal cases. Like Dahmer and such. Yeah, there are some prolific ones throughout American history in particular. But the FBI found no trace of evidence suggesting that Gilberto's fetish was anything more than a fantasy. No action had ever been taken. In his chats, he would allude to kidnapping women in a white van and taking them to a secluded mountain house. But he had no white van. Nor did he have said mountain house. So... When he and his supposed co-conspirators set a date for a supposed kidnapping, the date would come and go and nothing would happen. So I don't know if this guy's like a criminal mastermind because he literally never once incriminated himself. But he really sort of did. I mean, he's a police officer. I mean, yeah, but even to be on the other side of that, you have to know what not to say. Even for a cop, you have to know what not to say to get yourself injected into that. Mm-hmm. 
you know? He's, PR is a big part of being a police officer, mm-hmm. you know? I think he was covering his tracks expecting to get caught. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, even on the site, it said this is all mere fantasy That's what I mean. what we That's what I mean. About. Everything he said, he was covering his own ass, you Which know? Which is smart. He's very <laughs> smart. I mean, I give him credit for that. Like, yeah. everything he said, he was covering his own ass. Yep. So tell us about what else happened, Matt. Where, where did it go from here? So... Judge Paul G. Gardefi of the Federal District Court overturned Valet's conviction on the conspiracy charge in June 2014, saying that the evidence supported his contention that he was engaged in only fantasy role play. At this point, Valet had served 21 months in prison. The lesser conviction regarding the database remained standing, but Valet was sentenced to time served and released for that. The government appealed the dismissal of the conspiracy charge to the Second Circuit, and the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit ruled on December 3, 2015, regarding the two questions on appeal. The government appeals from the district court judges of acquittal on the conspiracy count, and Valet separately appeals from the, judge, from the judgment conviction on the CFAA count, which is the alleged, as we're talking about, the conspiracy charge. Because we agree that there was insufficient evidence as to the existence of a genuine agreement to kidnap and of Valet's specific intent to commit a kidnapping, we affirm that the district court's judgment of acquittal on the conspiracy count. Because we can't, or sorry, because we find that the district court's construction of the CAA violates the rule of len, what does that say? Oh, lenity. Is that a word? I didn't write this. Oh, interesting. Because we find that the district court's construction of the CAA violates the rule of lenity, we reverse the judgment of conviction on the CFAA count. So basically, if you didn't get all that mumbo-jumbo, he was originally convicted to life, and then they completely threw it out. And he was due for time served, so he served 21 months in total and was released. What? (laughs) That's what you just read. (laughs) No, no, I know, but he's out. Yeah, he's out. So, HBO made a documentary about him, which I did watch because I was very curious, and it's called Thought Crimes, which, again, is the theme here. It's, is is it a crime to think or have a fantasy that's of a deviant nature, yet not act on it, which is the whole conversation we're going to have here in a second. So, the, the film on HBO, which is still there, you can watch, I watched it recently, uh, when I was writing and researching this case. It's called Thought Crimes, The Case of the Cannibal Cop. And it questioned whether or not Valet's actions were crimes or thought crimes. Valet claims, though, that the HBO documentary did not accurately portray what happened. In an excerpt published on the Post, Valet attempted to compare his fetish to BDSM, which I think is an insult to people in the BDSM community, because BDSM is all about consent and trust, whereas none of these women were consenting to have their pictures put online and then be talked about being eaten and murdered. Mm-hmm. So that's the main difference, and I don't want anyone from the BDSM community to come after me because I want to make it very clear that I don't believe that either. Um, I don't understand how you could ever draw a comparison, but he tried to, saying you know it's kind of like a fantasy and it's consenting adults who have the same fantasy. But I think you cross that fantasy line when you're involving people who are not in on the fantasy. Like, what do you... 
Like, if you and I, for instance, for whatever reason, had both had this fantasy and we were, like, talking together about it, that is one thing. But if you don't know that I'm having these fantasies, I'm posting your picture online talking about these, then you're crossing And involving other that's people, too. That's not consent too. anymore, yeah. Not that's... just that, but you're involving other people exactly. on the internet, and that just makes it worse, like... Yeah, and so... He claimed that he was not alone in the desire that he had, and he stated in 2016 that many women contacted him online because of his cannibal fantasy. So in an interview with CBS New York, Valet said, there are a lot of people out there who are aroused by a lot of weird things. No one would ever admit to it openly because it's embarrassing. Valet said his secret cost him everything. He hasn't seen his daughter since just before his arrest, although I don't know to this day because this documentary came out a little while ago, but um, at that point he didn't, see his daughter and he his wife had divorced him and, and the NYPD of course fired him and Gilberto said that this was something that had aroused him since puberty seeing women tied up now we talked about the paraphilia coming from like a earlier place in our necrophilia episode if you're interested we talked to Lee Miller about it and he has a lot of great insight as he is a scholar on the subject of paraphilias so shout out to Lee and Murder Was the Case which is his podcast great show great show Lay you the dog. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, there, of course, was some uproar because what else would he do but write a book? So, Gilberto penned a book titled A Gathering of Evil that explores his cannibalism-themed fetish through a completely fictional plot involving sadists who, a completely fictional plot involving sadists who kidnap women in New York. Now, he has openly defended his fetish in the years since he was acquitted of plotting to kidnap, kill, and cook over 100 women. And in his new book, he said he is ve- he said his book that he wrote regarding kidnapping, killing, and eating women is very graphic and not for everyone. And went on sale um, and received a positive review from CrimeFeed.com. Now, the review said that Valet was quite a good writer and is flying his freak flag proudly. Now, Valet said, and this is what I want to and this with before we discuss. It is not a crime to fantasize. It is not a crime to fantasize about people you know. It is not a crime to fantasize about the most disturbing things as long as they're fantasies and not real life actions. Let's talk about it, Matt. So his whole claim was, and why he was acquitted, was this was all a fantasy. I did not act on it. I didn't even have a lot of things. Like they contended that he did not have the van. He did not actually have a cabin in the woods. Well, that's where I kind of, yeah, that's where I kind of draw the line. How much of it... Because he was facing life in prison, like, that's what he was convicted of. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it would have been conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah, I mean, that's a life sentence. But my thing is, it seems like a lot of what he was saying was just bullshit. Like, you know... Yeah, that's what he was saying. He said that. And I I hate to say that, because this guy's kind of creepy, and uh, just outright weirdo, and the fact that he was using his position as a police officer to kind of evade capture only irks me further and bugs me even more. But I will say this for him. He's a very intelligent guy, like we said. But I just don't know if you can charge him with a crime. 
mm-hmm. that he didn't commit. I've thought about doing a lot of terrible things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Matt, want to share? I'm just kidding. I mean, not killing and eating <laughs> women, but I've thought about doing some pretty fucked up stuff. And I mean, like, if somebody were to come and raid my brain, it'd be... A, yeah, be or a, my Google search history, especially because of this podcast. Yeah, right? I mean, I've done a lot of weird research for this podcast alone, and I mean, there's just... A lot of things. That I'm the kind of person who Googles literally everything that comes to my brain. Because mm-hmm. I like knowledge. I like info. And Same. I like to look at it. Interesting. A lot of those things are dark because it all has to do with true crime for the most part. Right. And I always think about that. Like, my ex-boyfriend used to say to me, like, if I ever get killed... Even if you're not even in the same state, you're going to be convicted of it because of just the shit you look up. Who you are. Things you think as a of. Person. Yeah. <laughs> Who no, I am. I'm with you. I mean, it's just like, to me... But don't you think... Okay, so let's... First, eye for an eye. Do you think it was good for him to be acquitted. Do you think 21 months was a proper sentence for this? I'll just say this. On the base, on the just, we'll go into details because I have some questions regarding it. I wish he had gotten three years. Yeah. He hadn't be... been released of his own regard. Why three? Just like for funsies? Just to give him the full three years. Yeah, just to get the full, just, just the to full make sure, Just to make sure you realize this is wrong. Yeah, yeah, this is no good. You know? But it's having a fantasy wrong. Is the fantasy part of it the part that was wrong? Is what my question. Because we don't want to kink shame people. I mean, like I said, I don't. I don't like to kink shame people either. I don't like you know like BDSM or anybody who's into whatever you're into. As long as you keep it within reason. Sorry, my nose is so itchy. As long as you keep it within. I just poured water up my nose. That's fine, dude. As long as you keep it within reason and you're not hurting anyone else, and even if you are into something like that, you're consenting. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the point consent consent you're doing consent, it consent. with that person and they know about it and they're cool but he with didn't it. exactly so that's why the three years yeah what about five years like why three that's such a random number i think three because he didn't actually do anything yeah but i also think we we need to say that like if you don't do it then there's a boundary right there like you didn't act on it so that's okay but we also need to draw the line somewhere you can't be out here having public conversations with people about kidnapping, raping, eating, and killing, torturing. and eating, and torturing anyone. And then be like, oh, but I didn't actually do it. Like, yeah, yeah but stop having this conversation regardless. Like, okay, let's like, think about it. Like, what if... There like, are certain impulses that I'm sorry that I know a lot of people can't control, but yeah. do your best and yeah, make yeah. sure that or it's... Get imp- therapy. Or get therapy. Make sure that it is within reason. Like, I'm sorry, you can be whatever you're into and you don't or have to act on it, but... don't involve real people, right? So if you're not hurting you or anybody else, I would contend that this is hurting other people. I would, too. I honestly so think he... that's is, where you cross the line. He embarrassed and attacked people directly by taking their pictures and can by talking imagine, about them in okay, person. Matt, just let's think for a minute. Imagine you're sitting at home, chilling on your bed, whatever, doing your thing, and a FBI agent calls you and says... Hey, uh, Matt, we um, have to talk to you. You're like, okay, what's up? Although this is not how the FBI conducts their interviews, but let's Mm-mm. pretend. They don't call you either. Yeah. So they say, we need you to come in to, for questioning or something. You're involved in this case. So they say, Matt, we found your picture on this guy you knew from college's computer. And there's thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of comments on it about how to murder you from the inside out. I'd be like, do you know where he is now? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it exactly but like that's that the thing, too. Though. Like, he's I'd say it very calmly. I'd be like, "These women feel." I'd be like, "Well, where, where is he at 
this moment, may well, I speak? Well, they said he's out of may, He's just chilling. I'd be like, may I speak with him directly <laughs> about these But can you imagine photograph? how frightening that is? Um, yes, also, I can. Like, I can honestly imagine being... where you don't know if they're being more dangerous. Well, that's what I mean. I can imagine that being terrifying because exactly you just said, I don't know who the fuck saw that. Who you knows know who that is? Are. Right, well, that's exactly it. Who knows who looked and says, you know what? That's I am just so sick of sitting on the internet and chatting about this. I am just going to go and I'm going to do it and I'm going to see how it feels. And you know what? How will they ever yeah. connect it to me? It's all through the internet anyways. Yeah. So I think... Like, that's what I'm saying. The internet has definitely have... Fucking scary. It does. It has its dark holes. And this is just on the real internet, not the dark internet. Like, this all happened within the realms of, like, real... Real, yeah. like, I could Google this website today. Yeah. And be on it. And be There's on no it. no dark web shit. Yeah, the that's dark not web even its own. Yeah. That's, like, that's the scariest part, is that, like, this is the world within, like, the realms of, like things we can access mm. e- easily. But, like, what my question is, is, like, okay, it's a thought you can't process. And, no, he didn't do anything. But sh- shouldn't there be a crime against using real people and putting real people in harm's way? Because how did he not know that the intentions of the other people were also just fantasy purely and although no one acted on it? Like, how does, you know, how would he know that? That's, like, giving you a gun and not realizing you were going to go kill people with it. I still feel like I'd be held responsible in some capacity. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you would be in that case if you knew and you felt that there was a risk. Like if I knew you had a fantasy and I handed you a gun. And yeah, then you and, could, But I didn't I didn't think that you'd actually do something, but I was the one who provided you that gun. Did you ever see the movie A Time to Kill? No, it's that. Oh my God. What is it? You should totally watch it. Is it about handing someone a gun? Not exactly, but it's a very great film and a great book, a John Gresham novel. It's about a guy who's... <laughs> daughter's or I'm sorry his daughter is raped by two is black guy he lives in like mid 90s um, Mississippi mm-hmm. his daughter is raped by two racist redneck white guys and they leave her to die throw her over a bridge and leave her to die uh, they're caught arrested they go to trial but he knows that based on what he's seen they'll probably get off Wait, who's in this movie? Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock. I've never seen it, but I had to watch part of it for my film class because it's like one of the Dude. best like opening or finishing scenes. It's like something where like he said gives the speech about now imagine yep. she's white. Yep. Yes. Yep. Now that book Oof. is chilling. Like I the need book to read itself it. is What's it so time good. To kill? A time to kill. And that's I like need to read it. so what what it is. And I like, had to watch that. I'll scene. I'll give you the little premise before that. Okay. So. He goes to this guy mm-hmm. who's an attorney, Matthew McConaughey. I love him so much. I know, and he's so young and he's great in it. Everybody in the film is great in it, by the way. Um, and John Grisham is an excellent author. So for anybody that likes that type of book, John Grisham is one of my personal favorites. It's all legal novels. I love um, it. But yes. so there are, you know, these two guys on trial. But he goes and he says his name's Jay Brigance. and whose name the father? The attorney. Okay. Carl Lee Haley is the father's name. And he says, you know, do you think they'll get off, basically? And he says, I mean, there's a chance. You know, just based on the justice system and who the judge is and who, you know, the prosecutor is. And it's in Mississippi and, like, that's just the way of the world. So he says, if I was in a tight bind, you'd help me out, wouldn't you? 
and he says, well... Who said... Wait, which... Carl Lee says this to Jake. He says, well, what do you mean, Carl Lee? And he says, if I was in a tight bind, you'd help me out, wouldn't you? And he says, well, yeah, of course I would. So the next day, when they're going to their arraignment, these two guys that raped his daughter... He murders both of them, <gasps> runs into the courthouse, and blows both of them away. What? The dad? Yeah. Yeah. So the the premise of this now is... Well, that happens in the beginning? That happens in the beginning. Like, that's Holy like the, basically shit. like the next, the first 15 minutes of the of the story. Um, but the KKK gets involved. I need to watch it. It's this so book. good. It's like literally, it's one of my all-time favorite books slash movie combos ever it's, it's a good so movie like good. the movie does in the book justice. oh my god the movie's fantastic it's well acted like sandra bullock when she's real young and real hot <laughs> matt mcconaughey when he's real young and real hot i love it it's I so good it. honestly like the whole the whole cat samuel l jackson at his best like That's so, so wild. good so good stop it's like, a, like it's a, so good like honestly we might have to watch it tonight real nice. shit what time is it i let me see if i have recorded was it on some point recently? I swear I have it recorded, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't anymore. Fuck. It's okay. I'll, I'll find it. Don't you worry. All right. We'll search it, and we'll find it. But it is so good. And that's essentially, like, what you just asked me. is like, you know, if you hand a guy a gun, and you know what he's going to do, are you guilty of something? And they're basically trying to ask Jake Brigance that. Like, you know, you essentially knew this guy was going to do this. How did they find out that he knew that? He well, they don't, like, he says it. Oh. He tells them, like, you know, he told me he was going to do it. Um, but then also, it's him defending that. his, you know, his client. He's helping him out. That shit's so wild. It's so good, honestly. Um, but yeah, so eye for an eye, as far as that goes with this. I just feel like... I don't think it's fair to sentence him to life in prison for something he didn't do, but I also don't think you can let him walk when he's out there having this conversation with this many people about real people. about real people and then he's going out there and he's actually putting their pictures out there like cuz like that's now these people have to look over their shoulder cuz they don't know who these other chatters are exactly who that's knows who part. this is i think that's the part that i would have sentenced him harsher on i would have given I him like 5 years and been like no cuz you're fucking up i mean i would i would have these people in witness protection or some shit like change their names or have their identities changed a bit mm-hmm. just because you don't know the intentions of the other people you're talking to and okay Gilberto if it's a fucking fantasy and you're hoping that's a fantasy for everyone you still don't know the intentions of the other people and you're putting these real faces out there right and the thing is there's always gotta be that like what if factor with anything you do you're right you know what if someone does take this to the next level what if this does get into the wrong person's hands even if you aren't doing it you need to think about it you know what i mean like you need to think about the fact but that, that comes could... into like is it is it constitution is it um within your constitutional rights to be prosecuted on a mere thought he didn't that be but i do think it is a crime to post some other people's pictures on a website of this nature and then talk about murdering them um, I agree. I think it's got to be some. But there has the, the to be. The argument a, against this is it was just a thought. He never acted, which is true. He never once acted, and his wife was sleeping right next to him. If he was going to kill her, he probably would have done it. I'm simply talking about what their conversations consisted of, and the fact that he's referring to real people. Mm-hmm. Like that, to me, I don't like. Like if there's if you're, you're putting real people on risk, right? 
Like, and you're making with, it. With, we don't give a shit what you do if it's not hurting you or anybody else. You're making it go from this could have been a very awful situation where, you know, if you had just acted on it. But then you put it out there and put anybody on the potential platform of, well, here, you know this person's name, you know this person's info, you know what they look like. He said the only thing he refused to share, which they did ask for, was the addresses. He would not give them the addresses. Well, people, I'm but sure he knew people, them, and that's, like, creepy. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure people asked for them, and that's what I'm saying. And he gave them like, their real names and shit, so you could just Google these people. That, to me, right there... Is a, it's a, and this is like in this day and age, like Facebook was around. You know, like you could Google these. You could very easily. That's what I'm saying. You can look somebody up based way, on their real way. name and look up their professional. I'm on Google. You're on Google. Yep. You know, you could Google us right now and probably find out at least where we work. That's what I'm saying. So it's weird. I mean, but at the same time. Still can't prosecute people. You can't prosecute someone for their thoughts because then you delve into the thoughts of. And, it, and it's always on a case-by-case case basis, guys. So there's a case-by-case case basis with everything. And that's why, like, no, I'm not going to go ahead and say that anybody who's having these conversations should be in jail, no. in jail or taken off the internet. I don't think that at all. Well, that but just, I, think I was going to ask you that. This guy went... Website? Well, this guy... The website is... It's, it is what it is. People have fetishes. People have weird I thoughts. I think it's a safe place for it to be. I would agree. As long as they're not as long as it's, pictures of real people. And, and I, well, my main thing is it's got to be anonymous. Don't have that be some shit where you can be on there and be like, yo, my name's this, that, the other, call me from here. Well, he was Girl Meat Hunter. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you can still share public information on yeah, there, obviously. Yeah. yeah, like, so that website wasn't that secure. I'm one of those people where if it go if it goes beyond just an idea into this is real, this is involving real people, this could potentially hurt someone. No, you're not like making up people anymore. That's these are real people, you know. You gotta draw the line. These are his college friends. And yeah, like, and his wife. Like you gotta draw the line. And I think he crossed the what line. What do you think about? I mean, Gilberto obviously says that it was obviously just eating with a friend, but he did meet one of the victims for lunch on the date that he told people he was gonna kidnap and kill her. But they just ate lunch and they left. Do you think he went with the ill intent? Or do you think he genuinely was just like, oh, like, she's a friend and I do this I, I think, like, honestly, it was a way, like, he was, like, kind of trying to hype himself, I guess. Yeah, I don't, but still I don't stay like... in that fantasy world. Yeah, but still live in the fantasy. So, and... but my question is, is also, like, okay, so say Gilberto, well, he is free. He's currently free. But, um. Yeah, he's on the streets, so. Say, yeah, I think he works for his, like, friend's mechanic or some, something like Because obviously he lost his police job after all this. But, um, my question is, is, okay, he's free, whatever. And we know this is his history. History stays the same. He did all this in his past. What if tomorrow he killed someone? Allegedly. Obviously, this is all hypothetical. I'm not saying he's going to kill anyone. But what if tomorrow he did kill someone? Could the family of the victim then say you didn't do enough to protect this person? I think if tomorrow he killed someone, you'd have to re-examine the whole thing. I mean, like... Would they be able to? He's acquitted. Can you bring up his, his past in this? Um... If it was overturned on conviction, yeah, I think you can. Or uh, I'm sorry, overturned on appeal, I think you can. Yeah, okay. I believe he so. he was convicted, but then it was appealed. But then it was overturned, exactly. I don't believe it. double jeopardy would apply. If it's not, like, the case has to be, I think, uh-huh. either just... No, and or, like, what if he killed one of the people he was let's get about Let's get a legal time. expert out here. If anybody out there... All right, start from here. Take five. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody out there is a legal expert, Richie, hit us up. Let me know if I'm correct about this. But I believe that you can include prior offenses if you were convicted and it was overturned on appeal because then you can re 
examine that case. That case can be retried, put it that way. So I believe that that information becomes public and therefore is accessible and can be used in a court afterwards. Richie, like I said, back me up if you're listening, my man. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's something where I think eye for an eye, I'll say this. Eye for an eye was met. He served time in jail. Mm-hmm. I believe he should have done some more time. I think, like I said, and you said, why three years? I think he got off a little light. I think three years, three to five, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Three That's to five years, I'll somewhere that. in that time mm-hmm. frame, if he had served three years. Just showing, like, this is not okay to include real people in your fantasies. This is one of those things where, like we said, it's every case by its own merit, and it's a case-by-case basis. But this is one of those where, like, yeah, you didn't exactly cross the line, but you crossed a line. Yeah, there was a line there that you tiptoed over. Exactly. And right. I think I it, like the way you said that. Yeah, that point, you got to be like, yo, man, I think he's got to go to jail. Because I think people need to know that this is not okay. If you have these thoughts and have these conversations and you want to have these fantasies... That's fine. That's fine. That's a fantasy. But when you're really involving people... Real life, they're real pictures, plus real names. Another thing that I will say for this, I also believe that he should have served to more time because... He's a le- a law enforcement officer, and I and don't he believe used that he used that. That was he so. manipulated the law to his own advantage, and I don't believe that somebody like that should be given more leniency. I think they should be given less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think he knew what we, what he was doing. You know, even if you are an idiot. You're still well, a cop. He wasn't. He covered his ass pretty but that's well. What I, well that, that's what I'm getting at. Is he wasn't an idiot. Yeah. Anyone who's a cop. Part of your training is that you know that you can't do that yeah. and put public information out there on the internet. Yeah. It's illegal to share public information like that. People unless people that. give consent, again. Yeah. But, truth be told, I don't think he served enough time. I want to see this. I want to see it so bad. I really think also, though, it could have been a more intense sentence. Could have been longer. Could have been more... Well, okay, so... What he was sentenced to, we talked about. Well, what about his original sentence life? Do you think that was too harsh then because yes. he did not act on it? Yes, I do. I do. I think three to five years would have been fine. Now, you ask me, like, say he killed somebody tomorrow. I'm saying, yeah, admit all that old evidence if I'm a judge and be like, look what this dude's prior history was. Mm-hmm. He clearly had something going on. This wasn't just like. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of the blue, he just decided, I'm going to cut somebody to pieces and, you know, cook them them and spit them. But, again, he didn't actually do it. So, I think I for an eye was met to a certain extent. So, I know one of the people in his case was overseas and did have a conviction of his own, which we're going to talk about some other time. And I don't remember exactly the specifics of it at this point, because we're going to cover it, like I said, a different time. But what if... Well, it's true in this case. I mean, I don't know if he actually killed anyone, but, like, what if one of the people that he was talking to killed someone that he posted a picture of? Do you think that would change things for Gilberto? Like, do you think Gilberto would be charged for that? Your face right now is scaring me. Wait, I'm taking a picture? Hold on, stay there. <laughs> Ew, I hated that. Go on. My lip gets stuck to my teeth when it's I sit like that when I'm nervous in the car. Send me a pic. Do you think that would change things? I think... Do you think he... No, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, like, do you charge him with criminal conspiracy? Do you charge him with attempted murder? Do you charge him with anything? Like, could you charge... Yeah, that's just... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to. It's almost like he presented the motive and the opportunity. Not the motive. He presented, what do you need two things to convict, though? Motive and opportunity. And he basically presented the latter. He, like, served these people up to him on the platter. Them on the platter. Essentially. And to me, that is enough to be like, yo, he definitely had something to do with their murders, even if it's not actually killing them. Wow, that is an ugly face. (laughs) That's scary. That if that came face. out of my wall, I would shit my pants. This? This never coming out of your wall. <laughs> um, all right. So all right. I do think we kind of, we agree. I agree with you. I think three to five years is more fair. And I think the only reason I would sentence him at all is not because he's thinking these things. is because he did take real steps and put real people's faces out there. Because I know for me, if I saw my face pop up on a website with... Instructions on how to kill me. I'm never going to feel safe again. I'm going to carry a gun. I'm going to carry pepper spray. I'm going to carry an axe. I'm going to be fucking chopping everybody's faces off because I'm going to be scared. That Can you imagine how afraid you'd be? Because it's not like he was just pulling up your picture and winking it off to these thoughts of just you by yourself. He posted your picture on a public forum with a blueprint on how to murder you and eat you and rape you and kill you and torture you. And then chatted about it with people. That's where, the like, every, like you said, there's a line... That can't be crossed. And I think he, he definitely did it. Yeah. He did. So. As much as I'd like to say I appreciate anybody who has their own thoughts and their own, you know, everybody's got their own fantasies and things that they want, and everybody's allowed to have that. But here's my thing. you got to have a line someplace. And if it's not there, it's got to I don't know where the hell it would be. It's there. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. You can't be out here putting people's picture out on the internet and talking about cutting them up and eating them and how best to cook them. Well, real quick, because you got me thinking, and I want to say this before we wrap up, because we're, of course, going to cover this case as well. But it goes into this case in in theory and thought. So, if you take... Well, it's not, like, actually 100% accurate, but I can... You'll feel me in a second here. So, Jeffrey Dahmer, we're going to cover his case. We he did kill someone before he did what I'm about to say, but just pretend he didn't for example's sake. He, oh no, he does work out in all aspects. So he originally started by mutilating and killing animals, or not even killing them. He would find roadkill and like fuck their bones up and like dissolve them in acid and rearrange them and really interested. And then it turned into killing animals and it turned into human beings. And then, Lobotomized. And then in in the little break that he had from killing people, he used mannequins, right? So he had mannequin, 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 which um, seemed to satiate his fantasy, uh, but his grandma threw it out because she was freaked out by the mannequin and didn't realize he was killing human beings, and then it went off the rails. But my point is, when... Do, do we just have to trust that this isn't just a stepping stone? Like, once you're bored with this, you don't take it the step further? Like, my point was, like, okay, so Jeffrey Dahmer was dealing with, like, de- roadkill. And then he was like, I wonder what it would be like to kill it myself. A like, that's, like that's, I'm already done getting off on this. Now let me see, like, this is the next, like, thing I'm going to get off on. And then the animal turned into a new human being. And this is the next thing I'm going to try getting off on. Why, why wouldn't this be first stepping stone? Or, like, how can we prove that he wouldn't get bored and move from fantasy to reality? Okay, I fantasized about it, I fantasized about it. It's just like a drug. You take one Advil, and it works, but then you keep taking one Advil, and it, it, 
it starts to wear off. You need a little bit more Advil. You need a little bit more Advil. Now you're taking four Advil to get rid of one migraine instead of the one. So why wouldn't we treat these in the same ways? I mean, I get it's thought, so that's like, that's the whole thing, but why isn't there something put in place for this? You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? I do. I also don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, like that, like, (laughs) true story, like... When it comes to Dahmer, like, that's another case that's so far Well, I know. There, We're going to have to go over that one. Yeah, slowly. like, but, there's so but many. But it's a good example. It's like, it is, it is. Sounds like, so when does it is. fantasy I, I'm saying reality? I don't know where you draw that line, though, is what I'm saying. Because, yeah. like, this guy didn't do any of that. He didn't even fuck around with animals. Like, he didn't even <laughs> fuck around with anything. He did nothing. Like, it honestly, like, it as much as it sucked, it was just fantasy. Like, he just threw shit out there. He threw shit against the wall to see what stuck. It's just creepy that he was putting real people out there. It's the weirdest thing. Do you think the, the real people could have charged him? Do you think they would have had a case to get May, him? Maybe oh, with, like, invasion of privacy? Dancing. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> are you in danger? Like, you'd have to prove that you were in imminent danger. And it's you like, know, these you're... people that you don't know are plotting your murder. True, but they didn't... I would feel in danger. ...do anything. Like, that's what I mean. It's like a defense attorney could get away on that. Well, they did. Exactly. Well, at first they didn't, and then they did. But I still think that there's there's got to be, at this point, I don't know what that line would be. Yeah, I be do like the comparison with Dahmer, but I don't think that there's a way. Thought. Exactly. We can't. That's do that. that's Taliban level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm dead serious. That's like Saddam Hussein, Taliban type shit. We're like, yeah. we think you're gonna do this, so we're kicking in your door and we're coming to get you instead. Yeah. You know. We think you think this, so we want you out. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. It's just wild. Uh, but I think we agree. I think punishment did... <laughs> fit the crowd. It did fit the crowd? <laughs> that's how we'll say it. It did The punishment the fit the crowd? You gotta get higher as you say it. I think we agree between two and five years would have been sufficient. Somewhere three in that to five. Three, three to five. five. Yeah, yeah, you said three. Three to five. Three to two. And we're going to say it when we say the punishment fit the crime, like the punishment fit the crime? The punishment fit the crime? Fit the crime? With a question mark. The punishment fit the crime? Crime? We're over here, like, turning our heads like dogs. Um, crime? Let us know what you think, though. Crime? I mean, it is scary territory because you don't ever want to be prosecuted on thoughts, especially if you're not acting on them. But if you have these type of thoughts, line. get some help, man. God, right. talk to somebody. What the fuck? I, but I think these websites are safe places. That's what I mean. That's fine. I agree. And I'm, I'm happy for their existence because otherwise who knows what people would be getting into. Yeah. So it's I a safe that. space for these people. But I do think it's shitty when you bring real people into your shit. It's all about consent. It's all about... And like Gilberto said, or Gilberto said, it, it he was trying to compare it to BDSM. I don't think his case is comparable at all because there wasn't consent with these people. They weren't like... My, his wife wasn't sitting next to him like, yes, post my picture. Let's do this. Um, I think that's the major difference in this case with, you know, because I don't, I don't condemn the people on this site. I think if that's a healthy way for you to get out your fantasy and not harm others or yourself, that's the perfect way to do it. If but you don't know you involve not... one other, any other human being that's a real life living, breathing individual. Yes, exactly. And put it like this. If you want to know whether or not this was fucked up, this dude put his own wife out there. Who he has a baby with. Mm-hmm. And she left oh, she his was ass. sleeping next to him. And she left his ass. So, it ain't cool, man. Don't do shit like this to people. Yeah. There are lines. 
in the sand. <laughs> so let us know what you think about Gilberto's case. Um, Gilberto, if you're listening, hit us up. Let us know. We would love to talk to you and get more insight. I ever catch you talking about how to do anything other than barbecue me, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Why? You only want barbecue sauce. If I'm cooked any other way, (laughs) I will not be treated as well. (laughs) I won't be as tender. With that, give us those five stars, baby. Check out our Patreon page. Our new website, ifrypod.com, is out now. Everything is ifrypod. Come chat with us on Facebook, all social media, Twitter, Instagram. I post some funny things sometimes, I think. Um, (laughs) So come join us. Love us. We love you. We want to know what you think. Does the punishment fit the crime? Especially for this one, thought crimes. Was there a line and did he cross it? Five stars get to eat my ribs. Six stars get to eat my ass. Ew, get out, Matt. All right, on that note, There was a line. I crossed it. (laughs) He crossed it. We all crossed it. (laughs) We're all out of here. Good night. Bye. Why would you use your wife, a real person, who you're married to, you have a baby with her, and you're talking about killing her, cooking her, and eating her? How do you explain that? When people fantasize about other people, they think, I mean, I think most people think about people they know in their real life. Valley stood trial for conspiracy to kidnap. Look at the headline when his wife, Kathleen, emerged from hiding to testify against him. Meet the wife. Kathleen divorced Valley and moved to Nevada, taking their infant daughter with her. Although Valley was found guilty by a jury, the verdict was overturned. But his career as an officer in the nation's largest police force was over. Now a free man, he's speaking exclusively to Inside Edition and claims his thoughts about cannibalism were just fantasy and that he never meant it. It's not a crime to fantasize about people you know. It's not a crime to fantasize about committing crimes against people you know. With his chat room buddies, Valley, using the moniker Girl Meat Hunter, also fantasized about kidnapping and cooking Kimberly Sauer, a close friend from college. In his new book, Raw Deal, The Untold Story of NYPD's Cannibal Cop, Valley writes, we lay out the plan to kidnap her, torture her, and then tie her onto the rotisserie and slowly cook her alive. He even made a list of the materials he would need. A car, chloroform, rope, a gag, and a tarp or plastic bags to protect the car from blood. Can you see how repulsive this is? Of course. Of course, but these were things, again, that were between me and anonymous people that were never supposed to be out there. The prosecutor argued that Gil Valley's plot to commit acts of cannibalism were real. But Valley claims it was just make-believe and that he had no intention of committing any crimes. The judge overturned the guilty verdict, finding it was not supported by the evidence. Brian Whitney co-authored Valley's book. People want to say he should be locked up because because the benefit the farther you get into it you realize you never did anything at all so what are you really trying to say if you think about it you're trying to say that somebody should be locked up because they have thoughts that you don't agree with their thoughts that scare you valley says he's now trying to rebuild his life but says it's tough to shake the name cannibal cop are you still going on these cannibal websites on occasion sure why what i do in my home is my own private thing i would never do the role plays again that's different, but that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to still look at pornography if I want to. Don't you think that you could 
could benefit from being treated for this? No, if someone can snap a finger or say a magic word and I can get this out of my head, then sure, but like I said, no one chooses the kind of things they're into. Valley tells us he does see a shrink once a week, but none of his therapy specifically focuses on cannibalistic fantasies.